0: You oh, always good job. Oh, oh
1: I'm sorry. Oh, bro, you're good. Thanks for coming, didn't dude. realize yeah.
0: the interview. Didn't See you later. Oh, I don't
2: okay? Or oh, not. I hey, you <laughs> See you soon. Thanks, bro. Hey, guys. uh Hyde, height, here. I'm outside 529 once again, but this time with Apostle. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Tell, tell me
3: what you do in the band? Yeah. Hello, my name is uh, Michael. I play bass in the band.
0: It, I'm Maurice. I do guitar and vocals. Uh-huh. I'm Evan. I play drums.
2: Alright, guys. I just sat through a pretty bitchin' show with you guys, Milovich, which is an, like another local black and grind band, uh, Hexus, which uh, my friend in Bonis, uh toured with a couple times. They're a great band from Denmark and I forgot the last band, actually. Um, so I might edit that out. Um, <laughs> but I have questions about your band, so it doesn't matter. Um, my first question is, how about the name? Where did uh, the name Apostle come from? Is there a story behind it? Is it just like a word you picked out of the dictionary, like health? What's up? Um,
1: it was kind of something I was sitting on in like my early 20s. I was just going through like a really angsty like atheist phase. Okay. Just to be totally honest, I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to to have a band in, in like a chaotic and abrasive style, kind of tongue-in-cheek um, named Apostle. I thought it's honestly I just thought it sounded cool at the time and it just kind of stuck you know when we started playing with Cam when the band actually really formed uh, I just kind of had that name in my back pocket from over the years and I was like what if we just named it Apostle and it just kind of stuck so yeah it's pretty much it
2: that's cool I like it Um, the Bible is pretty metal if you read certain parts other parts other parts are pretty fucked up but whatever um Second question, you guys blend You guys blend a lot of different metal genres. So I hear, like, grindcore, maybe some crust, definitely black gaze, um, maybe even some mathy parts. How would you describe your style of music and, like, the bands
0: that you're influenced by in this project?
2: Yeah, this could be for anyone.
0: I, I kind of always just, like, put us in the category of, like, chaotic hardcore. Okay. You know, uh, just because it's kind of like a easy catch-all term. But, I mean, our... I mean, I'm sure all of our influences vary, but mine, you know, stuff like Yautja, Sumac, Infernal Mm -hmm. Coil, Iron Lung, um, Coke Bust, um, Chariot, you know, just names like that. Like, they really, like, uh, I don't know, listening to them really pushed me to, like, try to do something more (laughs) with, like, the music that I'm making, you know, so. Yeah. uh, But, yeah, you guys?
3: Oh. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the cool things about this band is we all have like different influences and uh, we listen to a lot of stuff. For me, especially when I came on and started playing bass instead of guitar, really like a lot of like Glassjaw, like the Material Control record especially. Like uh, then things like Botch and Russian Circles, just Brian Cook's bass tone and how he like uses a lot of chords and stuff. Even like just like Jawbreaker, how their bass player would just use a lot of chords on bass to just get a thicker sound. Especially when we went down to the three-piece, I just wanted to be able to fill as much sound as possible. So like for me, it was more like a tonal thing with like bands. I was like, yeah, this band with a guitar and a bass player are really able to bring a thick sound that I think I want to try to bring to this band and this incarnation of it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean to both of these guys' points, um, it's. And not to sound cliche, but really it is just like expression. Um, a lot of a lot of different inspirations and influences do go into it. I mean, I myself, um, I mean, he was huge jazz nerd mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I mean, Tony Williams is my favorite drummer. He's my probably my biggest source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. But like Maurice was saying, you know, the more extreme forms of like punk and grindcore, um, power violence type bands. Um, you mentioned black gaze, like yeah, just the atmosphere is definitely indicative of a little bit of black metal in there. I've been listening to a lot of that myself recently, but just just trying to take it, really, just to push myself as a drummer and get 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 faster at playing blast beats cleanly, just for the sake of you know helping to support the songs and you know further. Further create a, an atmosphere to the already like melting pot of shit that we have the, the stew that we have going.
3: just to jump in there, Evan is a secret weapon in the sense of Tony Williams is his favorite drummer, but then he loves black metal and like grind and stuff. so like his drumming style, I think especially on this new record liminal, uh, really letting like what he's capable to do with his influences and ability like shine a little bit more and let me and Maurice, like, follow him a little bit more. Let him change the rhythms.
1: Too kind, Mike. Okay. These guys give me the freedom to, like, be able to do stuff like that. And it's it's definitely an exercise in trust between all of us, but in ourselves as, you know, musicians. Um, and just when we, when we bring that trust to the table, you know, we wrote Liminal uh, largely, like, in the rehearsal space, just very organically. Um, and so when we allow ourselves to just kind of totally immerse within each other creatively, um, I, think, I think some magic can definitely happen, and I think it happened, like, hopefully with Liminal, um, but just a testament to my love for these guys and how they push me and inspire me, and I hope we do the same thing as well.
2: That's awesome. You guys sound like you're really emotionally intelligent as a band, and you like, care about each other and you know, not just like musically but like you know appreciate each other I guess would be the word um, which is really great and also it's cool that you're influenced by jazz and you like black metal because when I think of black metal the first thing I think of is shitty drums so
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <You> ain't <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> okay it can be so, like you said, they uh, have an album, Liminal, coming out uh, from when we're recording this, it's next Friday. Uh, so my next question is, what was your approach to writing and recording the record? You kind of already answered part of that. And what are you hoping listeners will connect to or connect with on the album?
0: Yeah. Uh, wait, what was the first
2: part of the question? Uh, what was Sorry. your approach to writing and recording it? And um, what do you hope people will connect with?
0: Our approach was weed. Yeah, Fair enough. We it was a conduit. It's inspired. <laughs> it was a, lot a catalyst. Musicians. And just showing up, you know. Yeah. I mean just making sure that we're like consistent and come to practice and like uh you know, really just invest in each other. Yeah. That's like that's our approach. Making sure we're on the same page about things and uh trying to like just fulfill the vision that we have. Um and sorry, what was the second half? Uh, what
2: do you hope listeners connect to on the album?
0: Um. Uh, wow, that's a, theme, a good one.
2: It could be like a musical style, mm. it could be like, I don't know, like if, I, if you're a listener hearing this for the first time, what would you like about it?
0: I really even though like obviously the music is really important, I really would hope that people would check out the lyrics whenever mm-hmm. we get them up and everything because um it just feels like everybody is kind of feeling the same way as me and it's. I don't know that until I talk to people. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, don't necessarily talk to people. You know, they don't oh, yeah. necessarily, like, reach out or anything like that. And uh, I just would like them to know that somebody feels like you feel. You know, that's like... Um, a lot of those lyrics I wrote staring at a buck hoist uh, on my break mm-hmm. at work, hating my fucking life, and I didn't really do anything to I didn't really do too much to to like clean up the lyrics or anything it just kind of is what it is so it's just like uh that's what I would hope you know you you guys
3: want to uh yeah I think uh you kind of touched on it like I think with writing it like we were just intentional about what we were doing like we came to practice with intention We also knew when we needed to not have practice and just like go grab dinner or just like meet up and smoke a bowl or smoke a joint and like just because like we're friends and like through like we're really big on like an energy thing because it's like you know when you go and record this like you're putting like what the vibe is is what's going to be on that record that hopefully resonates with the listener. So wanting it to just feel really good and organic and it's like because there was a change in the dynamic of the band losing a member. you know what is it gonna sound like? Because yeah. it's almost like. That's my uh, next question. Yeah, about, please. About the, uh, Yeah, I just want to say
2: um, I really do appreciate bands that like try to be there for people to connect with. Because one of the things I like about going to shows is like one of the only ways I can can like reach some emotions that I have and connect with them if I'm at a band that I really like and I connect with. If that makes any sense, I'm probably yeah, just rambling. No, no. Yeah. Um, my next question is, yeah, uh, you guys had a lineup change, I. Th- You lost. I think they were a founding member. um, Between your last release, uh, which was a split with Floorless, and this one, Um, how has that affected your songwriting process and your live performances? Or, you know,
3: yeah. Um,
1: Well, it's definitely brought us all closer. um, You know, as friends first and foremost, and as as creatives, and you know, so on and so forth. in all the bands that Mike and I have been playing, it seems like three has been the magic number with all of them. And so just having that sort of stripped down sound of guitar, vocal, bass, and drums, it's kind of hard to mess that up, in a sense. But also because we're so honest with each other as you know, to just how we're feeling um, creatively, mentally, emotionally, whatever. I definitely feel like that—that that sort of honesty is also infected within the music as well, and just because there's the three of us, it's very—it's a lot more close knit than it has been, really ever. Um, being the other founding member of Apostle, I can definitely say that. Um, so, in 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 terms that how it's affected our writing style. Yeah, writing style, writing process. Yeah, I mean, I'll. Definitely gonna pass it to Maurice over here.
0: Oh shit! Damn it! I was I was <laughs> gonna skip this one. Oh, I got <laughs> no, no 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 You can skip if you want. That's no right? no. <laughs> uh, I think that, um, like Evan said earlier, it's just like an exercise in trust. Mm-hmm. Being having less people in the band, bringing us close together, we kind of got to trust each other more, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the fact that there's not really you can't hide behind anything else. Yeah, they had two guitars. Yeah, I mean Mike used to play and it would it's, it was like a like a cushion. Same. Yeah, you I know what I'm saying? Way. So really if you're going to do something you kind of just got to just do it and commit to it and uh, that is what this has kind of taught me is like trust myself in the way that I'm writing and that it will connect with somebody.
3: Oh shit! Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, trust. Like you said, you gotta trust yourself, and then it's also like trusting that these other two people have the like my, my best interest at heart and the best interest for what we're doing at heart. So it's like I can fuck up, or I can bring something to the table, and if it doesn't work, it's okay. Like I'm not gonna feel like they're not gonna make me feel stupid for it, uh, or bringing things to the table as like, hey, I just have this like. Literally, I did this on this record. I like, hey, I have this riff, Maurice. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have any other riffs that you could put with this riff? You know, and like, cause we've done that before. Like on the last record, I've tried to speak, and we're, we can all have half a song or something versus a full song. And and it's been re- it's really cool to when Maurice can just in the moment even at times go, oh, what if we just did this? And it's like sick. Like the second half of Pain was like Maurice just like, hold on, what if we just did this chug part? And it's like. Yeah, it was really natural. It just felt I was stoked on it because I'm I I was a fan of Apostle before getting to be an Apostle, Mm -hmm. so it's just cool. Like every time we do something, I'm like, this is cool. I can't believe I'm getting to do this. That's awesome, especially because my experience and from
2: my experience interview, both being in a band and having interviewed bands, is that like songwriting is usually down to like one or two members maybe. Um, So it's really great that you guys have such a collaborative, you know, songwriting process. I really appreciate that, and I can also appreciate how hard that is, having tried to do that myself
3: and failed. <laughs> um, and you got to keep Tony Williams in check. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my ideas get shut down all the time. They're like we could do that. Or, or let's okay. just like rope it just... in there, Tony. <laughs> um, Play it like you're what on, we on we put a fucking horse put 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 tranquilizer. Put what if we? What if we? Put <laughs> put <laughs> the notes I'm not
2: playing, guys. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great jazz joke. Um Okay, so two of you um, are in another band called Ladybird. Bird. Um, I didn't realize you two were in a band as well. I don't oh, know what we've been those play and yeah for, for about 20 Years. Yes. Okay, it's just totally. letter. It's just you know
3: the way to do it in twenty twenty is just consonants F N T. Yeah, yeah. It's Phantom. Okay. Uh, it's an instrumental project. We play with this uh, guitar player from Atlanta, Eric Wilson uh, from a band called Doomsayer back in the day. Uh hmm but, well, yeah, Ladybird though. Sick. Yeah, you guys are I both on like a. In Ladybird, I've seen
2: Ladybird live too, and he has fucking oh, rock. Oh shit, man. Yeah. You. That's awesome. um, is there any shared influence between Apostle and Ladybird? It sounds like maybe there is at least oh. a little. Yeah. And. Um, or or are they separate? Yeah.
3: Ooh,
0: I got that one. Uh, yeah, like the the old. I used to be the front man of Ladybird which was, I mean, that's the, don't ever do that, first of all. <laughs> uh, that's the dumbest shit you could possibly do. But the guitarist is also my best friend. Okay. Um, and he moved to Connecticut and just, like, uh, you know, started building cellos up there, and now he does, like, uh, uh, massage therapy. Okay. But his, his playing style, like, the way he was able to just, like, pull riffs out of his ass, yeah. and I was like, that's, let's make a song out of that. And he was like, oh, I forgot already. <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah. like, that... I'm, I'm using, like, the tuning that he uses, you know, just because mm-hmm. of how much he influenced me and, like, pushed me creatively to try to, like, say something on a mic that can even semi-measure up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm heavily influenced by uh, Connor, who was just over there in Malevich. He's in Lady Bird, too. And Christian, like, they all just... Both of them have brought things out of me that I did not know were there, as well as both of these guys. You know, so
1: That's awesome. the like I had to learn the songs obviously, note for note. Um, I think they had maybe two, three, four other drummers before me, so it's been it's been a good like exercise in just kind of learning how other people play and their approach. And then now that I'm fairly comfortable with the songs, I still fuck up every once in a while. Um, I try to I try to bring what I'm doing to Apostle to that as well, just to kind of make them my own. Um, but definitely listening to Lady Bird songs and practicing them um, has inspired, you know, a lot of the for me personally a lot of the liminal, um, some of the drumming uh, within it. So um, yeah, I I guess I can hear some. Guitar like influences from Lady Bird for sure and in Apostle, but that's just because it's like you, you know, Maurice as, as an artist as a as a writer, so you're just bringing that to the table.
0: He was just looking into my eyes and I, 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 <laughs> 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 I can attest.
1: We're an intimate band.
2: <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool that you guys put so much of yourselves in the music. Like that's oh, what yeah. it sounds like to me. Um, next question: Do you guys plan on touring in support of Liminal? The album's that's coming out. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, we definitely our plan for 2024
1: is to uh play some weekenders, mm-hmm. but if we can at some point get like a, you know, a week-long tour worked in there somewhere. Is that a um, tour or yeah. If anybody has any recs, um send yeah, really. send them our way, please. Uh Apostle Sucks is our handle or whatever on Instagram. Yeah. I'll have links to everything at the bottom. Yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> we definitely want to take it on the road and, you know, share it with people. We will literally, we will literally drive to you, yes. <laughs>
2: um, okay, this next one, what's each of you, so this is one for, like, one question for each of you. What's your, each of your fa- share, favorite shared experience as a band? So, like, this could be part of a songwriting process, this could be maybe something that happened at the show, this could be something that happened on tour, yeah.
0: My favorite shared experience is when we just did our little weekender Don't have last month, to bro. We have the same one. No, it's, I hope it is. That'd be hilarious. Bro, it's because mine's from there too. The one, it's, or it's. We kept like seeing like really cool like areas, you know, just, just traveling, just seeing cool shit, you, and we. Where did
2: the weekender? Like, what was the? Uh, it was
0: from Nashville to uh, Richmond. Okay. Um, Ooh. and just like us nerding out about like how we were just being like nature boys i don't know what what was happening maybe it was the altitude i mean i gotta i gotta i gotta blame it on something but like we just yeah that was the weed there there we go but no we we just kept like taking pictures and just like really appreciating like the time that we were getting to spend together uh because we you know we would love to like hang out more but most of the time we just like you know fuck around and practice so it's like damn like this is we're finally actually getting to hang out. Plus, we're getting to like, go on the road. Plus, we're like playing music. You know, it's, it's that sounds all awesome. Of it. awesome. Yeah.
3: All of what you said, but the first night when we drove to Knoxville for where we were going to stay, we went to an Airbnb to have a night to like sleep <laughs> and shower. We show up from like, miss driving at 430 in the morning and Evan doesn't have a, a code to get into the Airbnb. Oh so we have to like, there's no number to call. So he just goes to like knock on the front door of the main house. It is cold. And uh, winter, winter started early in Tennessee. And luckily the dude was super chill, and he came out in his like robe at 4:30 in the morning and let us in so we could go to bed. Uh, and at the time I was like, this is you gotta be kidding me. But it, in hindsight I'm just it's like of course. But it was hilarious and. Uh, Oh, and, and only, uh, only Ev- that's an Evan Price. That's a Tony Williams nice. right so there. The, so
0: the Evan, Evan has this pace. Yeah. When he starts getting frustrated in his Yeah. Life. I, I I know some shit's about to get done. <laughs>
2: I should say, he's like maybe one of the friendliest people I've met. Oh, there thanks, you. man. <laughs> so, yeah. That scares me. Like, I, I, I would be seen scared. Anything. I just carry
1: it all inside. <laughs> even, even Evan upset is pretty chill. carry it all inside. No, that, that definitely, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was a miscalculation on my part, but, you know. No, uh, lucky for us, it was a, uh, they ran like a yoga studio out, out of their house, so, like, they were just naturally chilled out, so, you know. And I'm pretty sure, uh, ver- <laughs> verbatim, the guy was like, well, you know, we all make mistakes. Like, literally said that to me, I was like, I'll you are right. He
0: had he had, like, like, <laughs> I would he had, he had every book yeah. in his house. All of them. Oh my God. Yeah, no, they had a great library. Oh. <sighs> what was your favorite
2: one? <sighs> yeah. Really Man. <sighs> Maybe it was the show you played tonight. Probably not, but I know. I
1: mean, there's just, honestly, there's just been so many of them. I,
0: Man. I know
1: that's, that's, that's so, so fucking lame, so lame, so lame but you guys really just, right, just so Yeah. Being able to do this with these guys is – that's enough. That's more than enough.
3: The first show we played at the bakery for our release of Sufferer when you did guest vocals, Maurice, oh. that show was fucking sick. Was that the one with Jillian Carter and Majavich and? I think so. And uh, It was a pretty stacked bill. I do remember. Dallas – or not Dallas. that boys. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm a football fan, so I'm in football Dallas. mode. But that was fucking sick, cause for me it was like the first time I got to like play with Maurice, even though you're just doing guest vocals, and that show was just fucking sick. Yeah. And I remember I was wearing a Ronald Acuna Jr. jersey for some reason. I had quit. But the, the, I, I had sick. quit the band. <laughs> no, but you were like back in. There. Oh no, like, like, not Shortly yes. after that. It was like, well, yeah, you're back in. There. Yeah.
1: I think probably when we started, when we started to see a lot of like the rough drafts of some of the artwork mm-hmm. that we have around Liminal starting to come in. Just because that just sort of solidified like what the direction that we're going, just seeing it all become like in a physical format, um, that was really really cool to see personally.
2: That sounds great. Yeah, I think you guys actually have really great album artwork. Like a lot of metal bands, just kind of have like pat yeah, like whatever. But. So
1: shout out to uh, Mr. Fabio Rincones. Um, yeah, he's an incredible, incredibly talented uh, person. And just just a great, great human, a good friend of mine, I I hope I can say uh, just through through our correspondences with the artwork and just talking about music, just getting to know each other. Um, But he, check his artwork out. He is, he just has this very human touch and is able to be a vessel for, you know, the music and putting it in the physical medium He's very, very talented and gifted.
2: That sounds awesome. I will get his Instagram handle from you yeah, or something sure. later. No, all right, one question <laughs> left. No, take the mic. Please grab the mic for me. This is like a hardcore show, right? Yeah. Put my hand on your head, and it's gonna be weird. No. You told me
3: you did <laughs> not Um.
2: All right, I got one more question, and this is a question that I started asking that I thought was dumb, but people like it because I get weird answers from people. I love that. Um. In, at, in Atlanta, we recently just got some Michelin-starred restaurants. Um, but fuck them, because they're expensive, probably. Yeah. There are some in the book that are nice, like, not super expensive. But what's your favorite place to eat around town?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I shouldn't have taken that, because I, I didn't think it. of it yet. Uh, one of my – probably one of my favorite places to eat. I can give you my top three for sure. sure yeah. Uh, Nam Phung, which is this really good Vietnamese spot off Buford Highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, E-Ramen, which mm-hmm. is, like, a really – cool, kind of different ramen place in Midtown. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, damn it, uh, La Cubana in Marietta Square. Square, uh, That one's a really good one. Those people are like super nice, super, super nice every single time. And they have like a, just get the medianoche and the guava juice, Okay, (laughs) Bye.
1: Uh, La Calavera, it's a pizza place. It's like in this unassuming house off of uh, Memorial? I believe it's Memorial. Okay. Um, they, uh, my girlfriend has uh, a gluten intolerance, and they have sourdough crust, which is gluten, gluten-free friendly. Uh, they're just great people, and they make a fucking delicious pie. So, cannot
3: go wrong with La Calavera. Uh, For me, I'm going to say uh, Prison Tacos or El Progreso over there by the prison. A little stand in the back of the bodega. Fucking so good. Uh, also, El Mariachi, where I love to go get a chicken burrito with just lettuce and chicken. You heard that right. Uh, and then out by me a little bit more, like north of the city, um, Hearth Pizza. They do like wood oven, wood crust Wood oven crust? Wood, wood, fire. wood fire. Yeah, anyway, that's fucking great. They do, like, little 10-inch, uh, 12-inch personal pies so you can get your own pie and toppings and shit, and it's a good hang. Uh, yeah, those would be my go-tos. And then, like, the Earl's got a great fucking burger, in my opinion. I think the Earl's food is awesome down the street. Yeah. Every time we play there, I, I eat, and usually I don't eat when we play, so.
2: I usually eat that burger when I'm very drunk, yeah. um, but I can't... I it's good. Yeah. I will I, give you that. I don't
3: know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm high and drunk. Yeah. Romania, but it's always, like, really fucking good. It hits the it spot. Hits. So, you know. All right. Uh, that was all the questions I had. Do you guys have anybody you want to shout out? Oh, man. Connor Ray, you know, oh, who yeah. recorded and helped yep. produce it. You yep. know. Uh, Brad Boatwright
1: for mastering it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jay Crash. Yeah, Terminus Hate, Hate, Hate City Hate. for signing us. Um, obviously, Fabio Rincones, yeah. um, Katie Irizarry. She's doing a little bit of PR for us. Okay. She has a, a PR firm, cell uh, phone called Susperia. Okay. Uh, based so cool. out of New York, yeah. so she's she's been getting us some good like good promotion out there Sweet. as well. Um, and you, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank
3: you. <laughs> you. And, no, seriously. and for me, like anyone that's ever come to a show, uh, bought a shirt. Uh, th- I met someone, Andrew, tonight. Uh, super cool. Like, said so he found an- us online. Andrew, and,
2: you're a badass. Yeah. I hope you read Toilet of Hell, but I know you do because you're a badass.
3: I'm sure <laughs> everyone maybe says that, but for real, like, I don't know. My favorite thing about being in this band is, like, playing live because it's, like, such an emotional release for me. Yeah. And when I feel the other people connect with that energy, it's, like, the- a high that we can't give me. So, um, seriously, everyone that, like, whether it's like we played in front of you and two other people or you and 300 other people. Thank you. You're yes. real. Bless. Bless you. Well,
2: thank you guys so much for your time. Thank, thank you. Very thank much. much. It, it was a great show. I had a lot of fun. Go listen to Apostle. Go listen to Liminal, which comes out next Friday, uh, the 15th of December. Yes. Yes. Okay. So-